Wait, it's an ebook? What? No! Nobody <laughs> wants that. What the fuck? Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I'm joined in Scottcast headquarters and I gotta warn you, I gotta tell you, it's a turning point. It's an epiphany moment in Scottcast history today, I feel. Wow. Yeah, right? Just coming <laughs> out and saying it. <laughs> Mark your, uh, every, all these Scottcast historians out there with your uh, notepads and your notebooks and your uh, endless notes scribbled about the lore of Scottcast itself. Today is the day that Scott relaxes. I don't have a mustache right now. You don't? Yeah. I feel at ease. But you're not clean shaven either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little crazed. So. It's a very relaxed feel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally relaxed feel today. Uh, okay. I you have you would have a very good opinion on this. Mm. What do you think the relaxed feel quotient out of ten of this podcast is versus say the average of the last twenty, thirty, forty, or fifty? Um, it's hard to judge that at this time. I'm feeling a little not entirely relaxed just because of like. The headphone kind of oh, core is oh, yeah. just a little taut. You're like a dog that's like, like that's like politely not barking, yeah. even though that's a little better. But there we go. Oh, that's good. Now I'm relaxed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you see? I'm a little myopic right now. I gotta tell you why I'm so excited. You know, now that we got Ian like <laughs> <laughs> his neck's not being like jerked. Yeah. But I've been focusing on writing the Hamtramck Avengers, you know, I'm, I've been plotting it out so that we can all flesh out from the first draft and like make it a triumvirate piece. Mm-hmm. But I've found so much satisfaction just writing this thing out and making this universe come to life. Like a lot of that energy I've had for Scottcast, you know. It's now being directed more towards Hamtramck Avengers, mm-hmm. and Scott Cast is left with the best energy that is just the authentic and real, raw, esoteric goodness that we want. There's balance in the universe. That's right. Applause or dance break. Yeah. <laughs> to get Ian a little bit more on the plane of relax that I'm at, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give him a little. Gonna give him a little help. On Scottcast City, the website, the official member website, you will be able to hear what we hear, which will be a broadcast. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, you brought that in at like the most tense moment you could. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I dig it. Yeah. For the podcast that we do, we have the music just running the whole time, and we're just, like, chilling, and it's an unedited affair. And there's going to be a version of that available for you on the Scottcast website. See? And it's going to be amazing like that, like, the whole time. (laughs) You know, we're going to probably be referencing it, and it's going to be a little weird in the normal Scottcast. There's going to be specific moments where... Really dumb things we say feel really profound. <laughs> <laughs> and we congratulate ourselves all about it. A disturbing lack of sound effects that we actually react to because it's all in post now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think you'll dig the vibe. Yeah. If anything, it'll have like a little bit of a Lynchian taste to it. And mm-hmm. that like, like we're vibing to music and like we're relaxed and like keeping it real. But to everyone else, it's just going to be like this eerie silence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So, to not spoil too much of the Hamtramck Avengers, mm-hmm. I brought a different topic for today's cast, something we can kind of chill to. 
I figure since we're writing stuff now, mm-hmm. that we've gone from podcasting to writing stuff, that we're kind of pulling a reverse Kevin Smith. Yeah. And the logical next step is we're going to take the money we make from Hamtramck Avengers and we're going to invest it in a convenience store or some sort of business mm-hmm. so that we could work there. <laughs> reverse Kevin Smith. Right. Yes. To do that, I pulled up eBay and I found dozens, dozens of businesses for sale all over the Americas. Surely very reputable uh, eBay <laughs> listings. Some of them have a good seller ratings. <laughs> <laughs> for instance, this, this is viewfair.com. Mm-hmm. And what they are is they're actually an eBay business. They're basically selling their whole channel. Okay. They've got a bunch of rare books. Some things as old as 600 years old. Well, shit. Right? Maybe I just want to buy that for me. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, that actually got me on a separate rabbit hole Mm -hmm. where I was looking through a bunch of, like, old books. And you can buy, like, a book from, like, the 1600s, 1500s, like, vellum, and, like, it looks like it's got marbled mold all over it and shit. (laughs) Like, a real grimy artifact of a book. Mm Mm-hmm from 500 years ago before america was born for like 60 bucks wow yeah think about that next time you buy like turok (laughs) 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 you can have like an artifact of human history yeah in your hands you know that's like beginning of the printing press old there's nothing older right unless like it's a monk just sitting there Mm -hmm. right i don't want that you don't know what he did into that book (laughs) they live alone yeah so what kind of you you're pretty set on like convenience store or are you kind of open to the uh the shop owning market it seems like the shop owning market is kind of settled on convenience store (laughs) (laughs) there's some weird in terms of what we can get on ebay anyway yeah i mean where would you buy a store (laughs) i'm into ebay stores you know Mm. technically ebay's set up so that it's a buyer's paradise. Like if the buyer has an issue with the sale, like mm-hmm. they can get like a full refund, like guaranteed, you know? Right. So if I buy a store, I mean, there's lots of empty storefronts in Hamtramck that we could look into. I know that there's like one guy in Troy who owns them all and like won't sell them. Cause he's a dick. Yeah. Henry Velleman. Yeah. The dick. The dick. Basically. Yeah. That guy's holding all the storefronts in Hamtramck hostage until, Starbucks wants to come in here and that's not going to happen for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like let local businesses here. It seems like he'd be better off at least renting some of them out and like building up the property values on them. Yeah. Cause if you get traffic coming then the storefronts are going to be more lucrative, more uh, kind of intriguing to outside investors. Right. Just do maybe like a little higher rent. Yeah. Fill up high half of your thing. Make sure it's like reputable, successful businesses that get in. And as soon as the foot traffic comes in, boom. But you know, Henry Velleman probably doesn't look shit up on eBay either. Because <laughs> <laughs> some of these prices, like the way that they lay it out. Like, look at this gas station convenience store. That's yeah. straight up clerk's territory. Mm-hmm. We could, like, turn half of the gas station into a videotape store. Hell yeah. Hire Randall. Yes. <laughs> Come on. I think that would be a great thing for any community is to, like, always have a place for the Randall to go and like, mm-hmm. be insulting. And... Well, I miss the video store, man. Right? It's, this thing could totally host a video store. They say it has a $150,000 profit a year. Mm-hmm. And the convenience store is just a convenience store, right? Like, I reckon to bet you can half the size of any convenience store and they will still sell as much as they usually do. Yeah. You know, because it's a convenience store. You go in there because you know they have chips. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a cube or a large rectangle. Right. Divide that rectangle in half. Put in a video store. Now you made your place a destination. How many times would you get gas at let's say a gas station with a vhs store 10 miles away from your home i would go there exclusively for gas <laughs> <laughs> but i am uh i'm probably in the minority in that 
that's the thing though it's like you would bring like you go get a bunch of vhs tapes bring it to the counter and be like and put five dollars in the tank <laughs> and your gas bill for your car is going to be like three hundred dollars a month <laughs> it would be bad it would be bad for your personal finances but good yeah. for your soul yeah yeah and i think it, it is a thing that's I mean, I don't know if, I guess, people who collect VHS, uh, it would have to be like a sales and not so much a rental place, I think, because it's more like collectors doing it. I I mean, maybe if you, well. Well, You could have like a rental section of like popular VHSs, like watch Jurassic Park again on VHS. There's a million Jurassic Park VHSs, (laughs) just like switch them out every six months. Yeah. I think that's genius. Have a little rental section. Mm Mm-hmm. The rest you sell, and it's part of a gas station that everyone's just going to get gas and chips on the way out anyway. Right. Because you need gas and chips. Like, why do we have a whole list of businesses? Let's do this. <laughs> Would you move to Long Island for that kind of lifestyle? I don't know about that. Really? Like, what if I, like, somehow acquired this, got some deals done, you know, met with the devil at the crossroads. I need a short-term loan. He's, like, getting on your knees. <laughs> and then I show up on your doorstep three minutes later. It's a quick finisher. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I would consider it. Yeah? Okay. Because I don't know if I'd do it. I wouldn't be able to do it, like, on my own. Right. I need I need you to have the taste and the collective wisdom and mm-hmm. the... You know, you would probably turn into a complete extrovert. You think so? Yeah, working at the VHS tape store and, like, it's all people who are like you showing up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm still pretty awkward around people that are like me. You but think? I would be like, yeah, I would, uh, I mean, I would, I would stick with my, my career path. I'd have to see how licensing goes, switching state to state, but mm. I could like manage part-time the, the video store portion of the gas station. And okay. We could build you, um, an office upstairs from yeah. the VHS tape store that you can make a private office. But then again, you don't want to go private because you, you're state man, right? And that would be kind of rough. With there's a lot of traffic in a in a gas station. <laughs> you want to <laughs> maintain some kind of confidentiality for. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saw you at the gas station. Did you get a tape? No. Did you get? Oh, okay. Snack and gas. Then no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> They just park at one of the pumps for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> like gas station plummets in revenue because half the fucking sta- half the pumps are just <laughs> always full of your clients. Like you've got a successful practice, but <laughs> the VHS store is bumping. They all need something to forget their uh, woes. Mm-hmm. I think what we're saying is that a VHS store would complement any business where other businesses might not complement yeah. other businesses. But a VHS store, if you own a business, if you have a retail space, if you have a, an online store, like we do, mm-hmm. you need to be selling VHS tapes. Yeah. And that's why we have random VHS tapes for sale. We're sending it all out to the Patreon members who've supported us first. Mm-hmm. But if you check it out on the, on the store... We have uh, random VHS tapes for sale. I've got a huge collection of random VHS tapes that uh, I have nothing to do with. Are those the ones that I won back in old Scottcast headquarters? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you had that table and I I beat David at something. and Or, I don't know, I, I earned them somehow. <laughs> it's always the same plot with Scottcast. <laughs> <laughs> we make David try really hard, then you win anyway. Thinking back, I think there was like two that I actually did want, if if they're still available. But oh, okay. Uh, well, I think it's I think it's probably that box right there. If okay. we're if we're talking about the same thing. It's uh, something Emily Wood had when she moved out from mm-hmm. the apartment above me, and lent to me. Yeah. Well, not lent, gave it to me because she mm-hmm. was like, I don't want these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want a random VHS tape, there's a good collection there. Yeah. Ian would vouch for it. He said there's a few that he'd want. Mm-hmm. Is he going to get them or are you going to get them? Probably him. I mean, that's the way things go here. 
<laughs> I'll, tra- I'll trade them though. I got, I got some that I can. Oh, we should do that. Let's set yeah. it up for the store. Like the Ian Dixon trade list. Ian's <laughs> cold kitchen trade list. Mm. Right. Only for people in Scottcast city. It's a list of things that you have for trade. Mm. You know, submit your proposal. Mm-hmm. I'll have Ian review it in three to four days. <laughs> and we'll send you a rejection letter. it'll be great it'll be fun you know and maybe he will accept it maybe he's like yeah actually maybe yeah i i really do need that for my collection kind of kind of thought goes through your head Mm -hmm. you know and if this thing really takes off and hamtramck avengers people subscribe to scott cast you know like we could have like a really lively tape uh trade thing yeah and we could attach that to our business hell yeah now there's one business on ebay here that might help us um it's a locksmith business and that's not why it would help us it's not like we're gonna go break up break into (laughs) shit (laughs) replace people's locks steal their vhs tapes but it's only seventy thousand dollars mm-hmm no, it's only thirteen thousand dollars, and he's claiming it's oh. seventy thousand. Oh, it just got a lot seventy thousand worth of inventory. That's what he says. Okay, but <laughs> it, I mean, I could believe that potentially there's seventy thousand dollars worth of stuff in there. Yeah, it's a storage <laughs> locker, just like shoved to the brim, full of boxes, just everywhere, scatterjacked, half open pouring everywhere, mm-hmm. and the crown jewel placed conspicuously up front. Oh, that I didn't see before from like the overall picture, but if you scroll down a little bit, that's a safe directly in front of that oh. uh, arcade game. Oh, you're right. That is a nice hefty safe. This yeah, this guy might not be bullshitting about his. Uh, I mean, maybe it's not seventy thousand, but maybe thirteen thousand is a good deal for whatever it is. Yeah, this is like an episode of Storage Wars. You ever see that? Yeah. <laughs> that's a little snippet from storage wars i just played a clip yeah i mean it's hard to say it's it's a lot of pretty haphazardly stored things but uh there's potential there maybe i mean you'd got to have somewhere else to store it's the problem right like it would be it's it's basically this business quote mm. unquote is i have a storage locker full of shit that you're going to need to shove another storage locker with for a <laughs> while <laughs> until you can find a way to sift through what's got to be a hundred cubic feet of just bullshit yeah do you think you get to get that ladder or is this his garage i mean it's really difficult to say from the picture there but we do get a little arcade game mm-hmm. machine too and you said that's about two grand right there right a working well, I mean, arcade machine p- potentially yeah I, I can't really tell what it's supposed to be the game um doesn't look like a particularly uh, popular one necessarily it's like abotron let's see if we could find it now this is where being in the podcast really pays off Robotron? Robotron? Robotron 2004. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so let's see what this game's all about. Let's see. Robotron 2084 is an arcade video game released by Williams Electronics in 1982. It's a shoot-em-up. Fuck off. It's a shoot-em-up with (laughs) two-dimensional graphics. Ooh, the game is set in the year 2084 in a fictional world where robots have turned against humans in cybernetic revolt. The aim is to defeat endless waves of robots, rescue surviving humans, and earn as many points as possible. This sounds like a Hamtramck Avengers plotline. This sounds like, uh, yeah. And Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it's in line with uh, Scott Cass lore. Robots taking over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Points. Mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> uh, there was a planned sequel. 
But the North American video game crash of 1983 halted most video game production for a few years. Wow. <laughs> and I thought 2020 was bad. God. <laughs> now I want to learn about that. Okay, we're kind of going the off. The video game crash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a huge historical event. Like, like trigger warning if you were a video gamer in 1983. <laughs> We're about to discuss the North American video game crash of 1983. Oh my God, look at this featured image on the Wikipedia. It's just an Atari game called Centipede and the Trash. I know that that E.T. game there, they threw out like a ton of those. There's just a landfill full of those. Oh my God, why? Because it was garbage game and (laughs) nobody (laughs) liked it. it. (laughs) Yeah. There's a landfill somewhere with like thousands of copies of that E.T. game. Oh, my God. It's okay. So the video game crash of 1983, also known as the Atari shock in Japan, was a large scale recession that occurred from 83 to 85. It was attributed to several factors, including market saturation and the number of game consoles and available games, as well as waning interest in console games in favor of personal computers. Okay, so it was just like a changing tide. The video game industry had to pick it up. The Atari was out, and there was no third-party developers. So once the mm-hmm. video game consoles left, the video games left. I think that's when third parties started popping up. Gotcha. And they started divvying up the workload and letting all the publishers die instead of the hardware manufacturers mm-hmm. by limiting scope of video games. This occurred throughout history until Steam, basically, and Internet and everyone buying games on the Internet and then indie publishers coming up, what with uh, programming and stuff, being easier mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Like, I've, I'm still thinking about making a Scott Cast game. I don't see why not. I could have, like, a really shitty basically functioning game which would be just be downloading a normal game mm-hmm. going into the files and replacing the sprites with like scott ian and david right <laughs> and it's like you're shooting each other and it's great you know we could do something like that or something but i want to make a really good game mm-hmm. like uh i was thinking i want to make like a sim city game but with scott cast city mm-hmm. sim scott cast city have you ever played SimCity? Um, a long, long time ago. But I didn't... Uh, it wasn't it's, for me. It's not the world's most exciting game. Yeah. It's really hit or miss when you talk to somebody and, and like they have experience with it. Most people have had experience with it, I find. And it's either just like what happened to you right there, where you just glazed over and were like, no, we're not talking about Scott. <laughs> we're not talking about SimCity. <laughs> yeah. And, and other people, like a small minority who hear that and they're like, oh, you're one of those people too? And then you put on the SimCity soundtrack and like you just vibe out for a while, <laughs> pretend you're building something. Mm-hmm. Like the sound SimCity 3000 makes when you first enter into a blank terrain and you're <laughs> laying pipe. That's <laughs> <laughs> the sound of my teenage years. <laughs> I bet it is. That's, how, that's what laying pipe was like for Scott. <laughs> <laughs> So, broadcast is going awesome. Yeah. Well, speaking of old video games, I always like the idea of like a like a barcade. And I know they Ooh. they tried one downtown, and I heard that it was a bunch of douches in there. <laughs> I, I didn't ever end up going to that one, um, but there's one in Toronto that was really cool. How do you be a douche in a barcade? Uh, like, I don't know. They just go there because it's cool, but they don't play any of the games, and everybody's just standing around, and like there's a limit on how many people can be in there, and nobody's doing what there is to do, you know? That's weird. Yeah. So it's like you just, just go to be at, be at a bar? I guess. It's, that's strange. That's Yeah, it's it's lame. But the one there's one in uh, Toronto, I think, I forget what the name, I think it's called Tilt. Tilt. But you pay a cover, which is like five bucks Canadian, which is super reasonable. And you just go in there and all the games are free. They've got like their emulators set up in little booths. So you can play like the NES games, the SNES games, the Genesis games, the N64. They got all these arcade games and pinball machines. Those emulators, man, That's that would be so easy to set up. I don't even yeah. think you need to get licenses or anything, really. I don't think anyone's looking, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so you just set up, like, 
fucking Arduino Raspberry Pis, put the emulator on them. Yep. You know, you know, make them a cool design, like with like neon fucking bullshit mm-hmm. or something, and be like, play any game old school style while we while you get fucking wasted. Yeah. You know, you have for every and it's oh, this is a great thing. I just figured it out. Mm-hmm. We want to avoid douches just going in there and just like trying to make it cool not to play. Yeah. So for every drink. You gotta play a game, mm-hmm. or some sort of some sort of rate limit on drinks versus games. It also has the effect of if you're too drunk and you can't handle playing a game, well, there's a very clear mark. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, a lot of bars have to re- the bartender has to rely on their social intuition. Mm-hmm. It gets a little awkward with some people. Yeah, but uh. This one, if you can't fucking play backband, you're getting you're getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what it's for, right? We're all about drunk gaming, as mm-hmm. long as it's gaming. Yeah, yeah. I think now's the time to start thinking about, you know, moving something in. Mm-hmm. You know, buying some Lysol. You know, introducing it slowly. Mm-hmm. Well, rates are low. I think I heard someone on the news say once. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to we're, we're on Frank Zappa now, so if you're not listening to the broadcast version, mm-hmm. you know you should really get on that. Sign up for Scott Cast City. Mm-hmm. This is some chill ass potting right now. So on the theme of Kevin Smith mm-hmm. flavored business purchases, we could even fit all of our business ideas into this one. Holy shit! <laughs> he feigns. The problem is, it's in Pawpaw, West Virginia. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes you got to pick up and uh, make roots, you know, that's the American way. Attack the frontier is what they say, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's a mall with eight shops, apparently owned by one person with an eBay account. (laughs) (laughs) And it seems pretty packed with stuff, but hey, Mm -hmm. it's a whole mall. We can go mall rats on this. That's true. We can have a comic store. We can have a podcast studio. Mm-hmm. We can have the videotape store and a little arcade bar. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think we just filled it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we got to have the Magic Eye store. The Magic... What? Mall Rats. They had that Magic Eye display at the bookstore, I guess. I don't know. Oh. Do they still sell those things? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I haven't been to a mall in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was the fella who was there was like this display that was like the magic eye where you're supposed to stare at it and then the image will pop out 3D. Oh, Willem, yeah. the, the fucking sailboat. Yeah, yep, <laughs> the sailboat. Yeah, well, we'll definitely need that. That's like right. That's centerpiece. Mm-hmm. That's the thing in the middle of this tiny mall's hallway. <laughs> yeah, we need to have Willem there too. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that guy's jacked. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, he's he's in My Name Is Earl. He's like mm-hmm. the slovenly kind of guy. He was in Vulgar, the Brian Johnson movie mm-hmm. with the clown that you laughed at when I said was disturbing. <laughs> You're like, ha, ha ha ha! You don't know disturbing films, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a clown picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy's totally jacked now. Mm. Good for him, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. <clears throat> We're blessed with like the kind of like skinny look. Mm. Like I think they call it like ectomorph or something like that. <laughs> do they? Yeah, I think they do. Okay. Well, like, David will definitely comment on this part of the cast. <laughs> but um, like, and it's like it's just like the body kind of stays lean, and it just mm. that's just its natural kind of gravitational point. Like there's this one actor who plays like a nerd that always does the hacking on, and and, and like armageddon kind of movies mm-hmm. he's got the weird face and he's an ectomorph he's real skinny and there's this time he wanted to beef up for a role so he started eating a lot and he says all it did was make him like really fat specifically around the belly so it <laughs> yeah. looked like there was like a tire around him mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and that's just like the body type of how it just accumulates whatever yeah i'm not the exercise physiologist or anything I haven't studied the body. Mm-hmm. I've mostly avoided thinking about it. <laughs> Take that with a grain of salt, if you will. But anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you want to buy a mall in West Virginia, huh? Well, you know, I, I kind of would wish I could just, like, plop 
like take all of them and plop them right here in Sunny Hamtramck. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so I don't have to deal with the Henry Velleman and I don't have to deal with like getting inventory mm-hmm. and like getting stuff. I just want to do that thing they did with like the Edison workshop where they put it on a truck mm-hmm. and drove it somewhere else mm-hmm. and then put it there. Yeah. They, they're doing that with the Rosa Parks house. Are they? Yeah. They have a, there's a Rosa Parks house when she lived in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And she lived there for like a maybe a year or two or something like that, and it's like, it basically looks like the normal random abandoned Detroit house you'd find anywhere in Detroit. Right. But they're putting it on display like all over Europe, and it's going to like these high cultural centers. <laughs> it's like in Rome and Venice mm-hmm. and all that stuff in Paris, and like it shows pictures, and it's so. Dare I say Lynchian again, mm-hmm. just seeing like a random Detroit house, like lauded <laughs> <laughs> and like really held in such esteem. It's like right there, like the Pope's there being like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's like that. So we should move some of these businesses mm-hmm. to Sunny Hamtramck, find one that can be moved. That storage locker is actually looking appealing. It's the <laughs> only one in our price range, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we don't have to get committed to a location. Possibly that old bookstore, though. Yeah. Because we could just be... ship the books. <laughs> that would cost double. <laughs> <laughs> just to send everything. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think, let's see. I think they have like a shipping like price noted. I remember reading it once. Oh, it's free shipping. Free shipping. shipping. Yeah. (laughs) Get a free shipping. Look at that. They have like originals from Hemingway, like first editions Mm. signed and shit. Here you go. Here's an antique book. The Devil's Bible for only $3. God damn. Oh, shit. That's fucking rad as shit. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Wow. Why is this $3? I might want that. I'm going to buy it. It's free shipping. Buy it now. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm signed in. Shit, this is mine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm buying this for you, Ian. Oh, my God. Let's see. This is a live on pod gift purchase, but, like, I I can't not. The Codex. What the fuck? (laughs) You're, like, furiously tapping on your phone, looking it up. You're just going to buy it because you saw that picture. (laughs) Yeah, it's just sweet. They have a good sellers rating. They have like a hundred percent and like million transactions. It's only three dollars. How does that even work? I mean, it sounds rad as shit. The Codex Gigas is the largest extant medieval illuminated transcript in the world. Illuminated manuscript. Illuminated at a length of ninety-two centimeter. I don't know what that means. Illuminated manuscript. It's also known as the Devil's Bible because of the very unusual full-page portrait of the devil and the legend surrounding its creation. What kind of legend could this be? Created in the early 13th century in a Benedictine monastery in Bohemia. Modern-day Czech Republic. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's actually a Bible. Oh, I'm sorry, but it's the Devil's Bible. It is the Devil's Bible. Wait, it's an ebook? What? No! <laughs> Nobody wants that. What the fuck? Oh, I just got tricked into an ebook. Oh my god. There's no turns. You can't have a cool fucking picture like that and have it be an ebook. Well shit, where is it? I should be able to I should be able to watch it. Read the description carefully, it says. We didn't do that. <laughs> The ebook is sent to your email in PDF format. <laughs> According to one version of the legend, uh, the scribe was a monk who broke his monastic vows and was sentenced to be walled up alive. That's insane, though. Maybe it'll be cool to look at. In order to in- avoid this harsh penalty, he promised to create in one night a book to glorify the monastery forever, including all human knowledge. Near midnight, he came sure that he could not complete the task. <laughs> So he made a special prayer 
not addressed to God, but to the fallen angel Lucifer, asking him for help to finish. (laughs) (laughs) The devil completed the manuscript, and the monk added the devil's picture out of gratitude for his aid. Well, today I learned that Satan's kind of like Wikipedia. It's estimated... In tests to recreate the work, it was estimated that reproducing only the calligraphy without the illustrations or embellishments would have taken 20 years of nonstop writing. But he did this in a day? He did it uh, pretty quick. I don't know. Holy shit. That is creepy. (laughs) Oh, and we got the digital Maybe he actually invented the printing press. Right? (laughs) Maybe he actually invented digital downloads. (laughs) Because we have it. (laughs) And it didn't take long. (laughs) Hmm. Took a second. Yeah. <laughs> Took three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the power you have, Satan? <laughs> well. You know, okay. So I got you a PDF, man. <laughs> you know, I was kinda hoping that would be something like we could like talk about later. But oh, here's something. Remember last time we were potting, we potted about Florida man? Yeah. And afterwards, uh, we get this knock on the window. We're just like in post-pod bliss. Oh, yeah. The kebab guy. <laughs> yeah, this kebab guy comes and he's like from Iraq, <laughs> you know, from Iraq like three weeks ago. And he's like, I need help with this address. I need to find a way to deliver this food. And he shows me the receipt and the receipt is just completely smudged over. It's like nothing. And it's like, I'm trying to help. I've got the window open because it's COVID. Mm-hmm. And I'm like yelling from inside the house, like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what do you need? And uh, eventually we figure out that it's the Airbnb guy upstairs who ordered the food. Mm-hmm. And so somehow I have to call the Airbnb guy. <laughs> And he comes down and gets the food. Then he comes back up to the window and he's like, I must thank you guys. You guys, take my number. My name's Jamal. (laughs) (laughs) I will bring you kebabs. Mm -hmm. I'll bring you kebabs this week. And I was like, fuck yeah. Can't wait. I have not gotten my kebabs yet. Yeah. Not yet. Should should we text him? (laughs) I bet if you call him, he'll be true to his word yeah yeah it's like i don't want the kebab <laughs> i want jamal <laughs> you know maybe maybe by next um podcast i'll have a i'll have a hunger in me yeah for for kebab and i'll make jamal come and bring it <laughs> and we can update it yeah you know man that actually sounds good as hell right now Right, but we should we should do that next cast. We'll I'll text Jamal. Yeah, be like, can I have free kebabs? That's what I'll say. Hey, it's the guy. Can I have free kebabs? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, stop spamming me. <laughs> I think all's good in Scottcast headquarters. Yeah, I know a lot of people are feeling stressed and all, but if you're on the Scottcast dole, things should be going pretty well. Mm-hmm. For you, if you're enjoying Scott Cast, because I'm enjoying it. Yeah, you got Ham Shamrock Avengers coming up. You listened to some of the test audio mm-hmm. today, where uh, <laughs> you were played by John Ham and <laughs> Dro was played by an old timey radio guy. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. We're putting in a lot of uh, a lot of effort into the uh, the pre production, mm-hmm. really hammering things out, getting it nice and smooth for. For a production phase. Yeah. I don't want it to be like Scott Cast, where you're basically just listening to us fuck around. <laughs> I want it to be like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Out of all of that fucking around, that hundreds of hours, they somehow developed an entire, like, Hamtramck Avengers extended universe. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, going to be immediate. I'm telling you, this is going to be the Marvel hit. The DC hit. This is going to be the summer action pod that you didn't know was a thing. <laughs> We're bringing blockbusters to podcasts, folks. You heard it here first. Hell yeah. Yeah. We still got to write a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing uh, kind of some pre-production exploration for Ick as well. Oh, you have? Are well, you are you 
fin- fit on finishing that last scene or are you on to the next episode? No, no, no. That's production phase. We're, we're in production oh, for other oh, things. Oh, okay. Uh, I was mostly uh, like doing a lot of scoping out the Halloween stores and finding things that, oh, this could be a prop and definitely got a lot of opportunities for gore ahead. Okay. Ooh. Someday I'll finish that one and then we'll start work on the other one. Is Bronwyn still on the effects makeup dole she's gonna help you apply and try to craft her own art into it we've been discussing it we haven't uh, hammered things down specifically yet about what we're doing there but i think she's on board if we catch her on the right day (laughs) okay (laughs) well that's fair (laughs) give it a roll move forward on ick yeah you know because ick needs to move forward it's got some serious potential we got the ick boxes in Mm -hmm. production we got all sorts of ideas. We're very idea heavy. We're fair, that's that's what I'm trying to <laughs> expel with the Hamtramck Avengers thing. Just like shit out all the ideas we've had in the past hundred episodes. <laughs> Put it in some monomyth and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Now we need to do that with your vast cerebral darkness. But you've got this surrealist spirit in your mm-hmm. in your taste and predilections. So I feel like with me, where it's like just make it a blockbuster and like. <laughs> You know, put some sweet-ass explosions in it, and then boom, yeah, that makes sense for me. That's my psyche. Here you go. Mm -hmm. Enjoy. Yours, I feel like it's going to be like an exploration of silliness Mm -hmm. mixed with darkness. It's kind of the vibe I'm going for. Yes. Yeah. And the questioning Mm -hmm. of who you are. Yes. And whoever you want is. This sounds great on podcast. It goes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this winter, at the very least, is going to have some sweet some sweet stuff coming out of Scott Cast Media Empire. Or Absolutely. Whatever the hell we call the whole fucking kit caboodle of it all. Yeah. We need to figure out a new thing. I feel like Scott Cast is the talk portion. Mm-hmm. We got to keep it there. We got to have a greater banner, even. Something that ties Hamtramck Avengers together. Ick. That one that David does. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. That's a pondering. Scott Castigators, if you have an idea, send it in. As much as I love having my name attached to everything Trump style, I think let's keep it silent at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling more into the segmenting. I've got Dino Pit going up too. Yeah, we're gonna start I'm gonna start a weekly Dino Pit kind of thing where I'm updating the content there and Okay. Putting up like a weekly news show for dinosaur news. <laughs> and I'm gonna Basically, the main problem I've had with Dino Pit is I'm not a paleontologist. Mm-hmm. I'm not a real expert. I kind of just talk about the shit I read about. Right. And like, who knows how correct that is and stuff. I don't have the rigor yeah. that you'd normally associate. I can't really do like a full show on like just information because people will just rip me apart. Be like, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Why would I listen to you talk information when half of it's not true? My solution came. And like, okay, what if half of it's just a bunch of silly dinosaur crap? Like, what's happening in the movies? And, uh, yeah. you know, what's this comic about? Oh, let, let's take a look at this video where this guy dresses as a T-Rex and runs down the street. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Include a bunch of that in there. It's just a podcast half hour a week where I'm like ranting and raving about dinosaurs. Yeah. Room for guests if you if you ever want to sit in and be like, Scott, tell me the dinosaur news this week. <laughs> I'd be down for that. Right? There's no swearing, though, so you're going to have to watch your fucking mouth. Nah. God damn it. It's for children. <laughs> kind of. All ages. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any dino news this week? I know I saw the news about uh, sperm that got caught in some amber. What? You bring that up to me. (laughs) I might have got filtered for my all ages. (laughs) Yeah, you can't talk about that. Oldest animal sperm discovered in 100 million year old amber is the headline. I guess it was like a uh, an ocean creature, so the form of a mussel, or related to like a mussel, like a ostracod. I probably pronounced that wrong. Yeah, there was a female crustacean encased in resin, and inside her there was some some, some resin. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. She had recently mated, and and there was some 
some sperm that was uh, identifiable as such. Think of how awesome that that dude crab must be. <laughs> like he had a money shot that lasted through like millennia, right? <laughs> Long after my species is gone, my money shot lives on. <laughs> so I guess that's not dino necessarily, but it's uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's why past a hundred million years ago. Hundred million years? Oh, that's in the age. That's in the range. Sixty-five to two hundred and ten. Yeah. It's in the the appropriate time frame, but it's not a a dinosaur per se. It's a crustacean. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love that news. <laughs> like, I like it's like I don't have much more to say other than like. I mean, that's kind of what there is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such good news. It's just such a freak thing to happen, you know. It's like what if you went around jerking off on trees trying to. Trying to recreate that. One day in the future, like, we found human sperm. <laughs> <laughs> like, they combine it with a future person egg. Mm-hmm. Like, in vitro kind of thing. And then they create, like, this weird primitive creature that's half future, half Scott. <laughs> I might be a little obsessed. Sounds like another Hamtramck Avengers episode. Heck, now, maybe. I did find some animal news, though. Okay. Current animals, present mm-hmm. day animals. I thought you'd appreciate this. <laughs> so this malaysian man loses his phone mm-hmm. you know how that is and like what's the most horrifying thing to see when you've lost your phone find it again pictures of an assailant mm. using your phone just just fucking around with it yeah this man found monkey selfies on his phone <laughs> when he got it back take a look at that oh that's video oh man <laughs> i tried to eat the phone <laughs> <laughs> He's licking the lens, I think. Is he just looking at his mouth, do you think? Like it was face like the the screen was facing the other way? I don't know. Yeah, this is straight up video. It's not a selfie. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, another broadcast bonus. <laughs> Man. That's good. That's awesome. That's awesome. That should definitely... I should bring that up for the next time we do a live Scott cast because it's video, <laughs> apparently. That that monkey just totally tried to eat his phone. But he put it back. He, and he put it back and he found it again. So he mm-hmm. didn't run off with it. He didn't steal anything. Yeah. You know? It's, what kind of monkey do you think that is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a primate expert. Yeah, they just call it a monkey on this BBC article. Mm-hmm. There's another phone he found on his, of the monkey. This is like real artistic. Look at this picture. Yeah. It's like it got a glitch thing going on, but like, like the reality, like glitches away to reveal this monkey just staring right into your soul. <laughs> this isn't the first it's a time. Macaque. Oh, wait, it's a what? A macaque. A macaque? I thought you were just being vulgar. <laughs> it's macaque. Oh, that's another story. I made Sabelle watch Borat. Hmm. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> How's that hold up? Well, the thing is, it's such a product of its time. Yeah. It's, you don't, at least I don't, really think about how much things have changed, mm-hmm. you know, until like I, I watch something from like 2006 era again. I'm like, wow, things were so edgy. Mm-hmm. Like that was like what it was all about. Like there was this scene I completely forgot about must have blocked it out of my mind where Sasha Baron Cohen has this guy's like this fat dude's balls all up in his face and it's like in 4k (laughs) you know there's no effort made towards censorship or anything like Mm -hmm. that and I'm over here drinking wine with Sabelle like Kresge award fellow winner (laughs) fine artist Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, work in the Smithsonian, and I'm like, I told you we had to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming out with a Borat too, and I have no idea mm. how that's going to work. Yeah, it seems like he blew his cover, but I don't know. People are pretty dumb. Yeah, it's been it's been ten, fifteen years. Yeah, so I can kind of see people, well, for the most part, forgetting it. And like, there's the people who really loved Borat that you know 
keep them in their hearts. <laughs> <laughs> like I apparently do. And then there's everyone else who's like, he's not in the headlines anymore. He's like, ah, just that guy. He mm-hmm. went away. You know, they don't realize he was the guy in that one Disney movie where Madagascar. Oh, oh, I know that's Malaysia. Never mind. I didn't know he was in that. I know he's he's done some acting aside mm. from his uh, his kind of a camera jokies. Nice. I'm <laughs> doing awesome with words today. <laughs> you sound like you you sound like <laughs> this is like the turn of the century and film just got made <laughs> and like camera <laughs> jokies. Yeah. Oh, oh those the, moving pictures. <laughs> that's a movie, and this is a jokey. Okay. <laughs> I only like the talkies. <laughs> Can't pay attention to subtitles. <laughs> so we, can you my, can we stop taking me to the cries? <laughs> I want a jokey. I got arrested because I went to the Jackies. <laughs> this is a good cast. It's pretty solid. <laughs> so... I think we're kind of towards the end, though. You Seems know? that way, yeah. And we're taking a leisurely pace, so... Uh, what, do you, what do you think we learned today? Um, well, we learned a lot that uh, we're really strong in the planning phase. Fuck yeah. That we can come up with a business idea or a pod idea or a short film idea, but that... Enacting those ideas is a different story sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that almost like meth, pod can give you kind of a s- sense of, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, confidence. Yeah. That maybe is, maybe is unwarranted, but maybe, you know, maybe that's kind of a nice thing to have sometimes. Yeah. Remember that, kids. If someone ever asks you to do meth, be like, I podcast instead. <laughs> <laughs> I think I learned as a person, as a man, I need I need my obsessive input. I need my casual art. Mm-hmm. And I need my honest work. And with this triumvirate of work, everything's in triumvirates apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a good balance. Like I feel energy working on Hamtramck Avengers really like obsessively planning. Mm-hmm. Like it might take a year to make this whole thing, like the three episodes I have in mind, the three, technically nine episodes I have in mind, I should say, to make all of these episodes. It might take a while, and that's the test. Am I just on the arc of some sort of manic episode where I'm like, yes, let's make the greatest fucking audio play in the world? Is Ian going to become the cult's kitchen fan favorite of the world not just Scott Cass you know imagine Red Letter Media calling you up being like look I love Ian's Cult Kitchen let's do a collaboration where you send the shop some pizza (laughs) you know yeah and a pizza with your face on it shows up and your Mm -hmm. face is talking to them and then you just talk movies hell yeah another good idea (laughs) (laughs) so we are really good at the ideas phase that's Mm -hmm. for sure the execution phase, watch for it. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> All right. How about you lead us out, man? All right. Is there a... I forget how it goes. Is there play out music? Um, yeah. So from the... You just start and I, I start. start. Okay. Yeah. From the super super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast, we bid thee adieu. See you later, ScottCastigators. Oh, hell, ScottCast. Glory be to ScottCast. There you go. We're never going to nail this. <laughs> it's like, what if you went around jerking off on trees 